Welcome to the Hit Parade Podcast. Come join the nation's award-winning number one repack brand and our host, Joe Kay, Patrick Mancuso, and Tom Hughes as we discuss all the happenings in the world of sports entertainment and we speculate on where things are going in the industry. Follow along for some hot takes and cool products that you're going to want to hear about. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Hit Parade Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joe Kay, alongside Pat Mancuso and Thomas Hughes. Gentlemen, the finals are underway for the NBA and the NHL. Um, golf just had a thing happen, uh, I guess, two days ago from when people started listening to this. And uh, there's a bunch of stuff to talk about. We'll get into that. But first, Patrick would like to open with some more Pat questions. Classic Pat questions. <laughs> you guys love them. I'm here to bring them to you. Well, before you get into the questions, really quick, I have a question for you. Okay. How is your feud with Boston going? Oh, man. <laughs> I think... <laughs> I think we're taking a break this week from uh, from hating fighting. each other. We fought quite a uh, quite enough, as you see. The people who have commented on the Instagram page, I have responded. I I will go back and forth all day about this. I actually just got in a heated argument over the Jason Tatum Julius Randle comment that I made with one of our breakers from the Two Bros. We got one? pretty uh, Steve, my boy Steve over there. Shout out to Steve. Um, <laughs> but it's it's going well. I think we understand that. Uh, uh, this Jason Tatum will end up with as many championship rings as his jersey number. Sarah. <laughs> so that's where I'm going to leave yeah, it. Yeah, it sounds like you're really taking a week off. Yeah, yeah. I'm not getting it. I'm just not allowing it to build me up because it's <laughs> through through my history. I have been I have been absolutely crapped on by Boston. You're a little hot. Could, could you imagine a world where Julius Randle wins the championship before Tatum? Like, oh, oh my you, God. What would you imagine? Or he goes to the Celtics and then helps them win a championship. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> that one's, I mean, oh. <laughs> Tatum would need Randall. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> what it is. But yes, I have some questions for you, gentlemen. That I'm sure that our our listeners would absolutely love. Oh, God. So, Again, we don't know what the hell he's about to ask us. There's no, like, setting it up beforehand. I didn't know we yeah. were doing this until five minutes ago. Yeah, I, I just got the, the notes where I probably should have read an hour ago or you know yesterday it says pat questions pat questions so with the question marks i i'm ron burgundy the first one i have for you gentlemen would you rather spend the rest of your life in a country music video or a rap video oh man <laughs> rap video because i can't stand country music okay Okay. Mm. There's some good there's some good country videos out there. That's what I mean. Uh, that being like, said, Luke Nashville is yeah. really dumb. Yeah, you're wrong. I don't know why. <laughs> three places in the world. You're already wrong. Quick decision. Burns Tom. <laughs> it's definitely, it's yeah. definitely the country music video. It's gotta be, right? Sure. Hmm? I mean... Uh, yes, of course. So like, The rap of... Now, is the question on like just a one music video and you're in that one forever or is it just like life is like you, a music yeah video? well you live in that music video for so, the rest of so so it's so it's you live so <laughs> so it's like the sun playing the music the whole time so it's well, the same song so over again? no if you live in that specific music video yeah country or, or, just sure. a general music video yeah, it's the right sun answer, you're yeah. in nashville you're getting drunk it now the rap matter. one's more flashy sure you get you get you probably will, will be able to flash around some more money you probably uh, see yeah. see some clubs that you never saw before. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Get danced on like you've never been danced on before. Ah, uh, you could do that in a country music video, too. but not like a rap video. Not quite, not quite, like, quite, not not quite like a rap video. Would John Morant be in the rap video with me? <laughs> probably not. Right? No, oh, come on. No, not not after Adam Silver's <laughs> gonna get to him. That boy might be in the country music video. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, next question. 
Who is the number one celebrity or athlete you want to come back to life? What? Hmm. So like, I, I need to be I'll fill, this one. I'll fill some time while you guys are thinking. So for the people out there, if you ever want questions like this for your friends, there is a Instagram page called Answer uh, the uh, Answer the Internet. It's done by Barstool. Uh, you can. This is where I get all my questions. I just find, go through, siphon, and find the best ones that I think these guys will enjoy. Hopefully, that filled enough time for you guys to think about your answers. So, like, first thought for me is like Freddie Mercury or like Jim Morrison, like music wise, like wanting to go see one of those guys perform. Oh, like that's like that's the first thought in my mind. Right. I think I misunderstood the question. Re-answer, re-ask it. Yeah, yeah. It's my bad. Who is the number one celebrity or athlete you want to come back to life? Okay, cool. Then the answer to that is I would go music with him, but I'd say Michael Jackson. Yeah. Because I would want him, like, maybe even before he went kind of nuts, but imagine if he was still alive and still popping out music. It would have been really cool. Like, I never got to see him in concert. I think I would have wanted to see yeah. him in concert. It would be a great show. Like, I know that he was, again, just nuts at times, but I still think it would have been awesome to see him in concert and hear more of his music because he's popped out so many bangers over the years. That, yeah. Like, it would have been cool to see what more he would have had for the yeah. last couple decades. That would have been crazy. So I, I think that's my answer. I didn't, didn't, I'm probably wrong about this, but I think Michael Jackson performed at one of the Bills Super Bowls. Because my dad said that he saw Michael Jackson at halftime at one of the Super Bowls and was just blown away by his performance. Remember. So he definitely did a Super Bowl. I don't remember if it was a Bills one. Maybe he went to a different one. I don't know, but I was a, I know my dad went to all four of the ones that they went to. But I know that they had... Uh, I know that he said that he saw Michael Jackson in concert and was just absolutely blown yeah. away. I might like way off the cuff, like someone like I, I'm a big uh, history person. Like someone like JFK would be really cool. Sit there and talk about Marilyn Monroe and what really happened. You know? Yeah, no, be. I think we know what really happened. <laughs> <laughs> smart about it. Thought, so I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna turn into a Joe question based off of this. So we both want music. So let's just go with sports. Who is somebody? that you would want to be back to life in sports that maybe didn't get to like have a full career or something like that. So you would like to see them play out their entire career and yeah, how yeah, that yeah. affected the league. Kind of like, like a catfish hunter. Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, Len Bias. That was my answer too. Yeah, Len Bias. So when you asked the last question, I wanted to reiterate what your question was, because that was the one thing that I thought of. Too. Gotcha. Yeah. No, Len Bias for me, I definitely think that he would have been an absolute monster to right. deal with. Of just, had a little bit too much fun in the <laughs> in the nostril slopes. <laughs> what uh, about you? Yeah, what about you, Thomas? I don't know, man. That, that's a tough. You got one. any hockey players you choose that they cut their career that had their career cut short? Um, so I'm trying to think of his first name. So Celtics, Boston Nation. I'm, I'm, I stand Ooh. with you, um, Lewis. Um, I'm trying to think of his first name. Uh, was like second or third year player and ended up dying in the off season was like playing pickup basketball mm. had a cardiac event and died. Mm. Um, can't remember his first name. I just, I just remember that as a kid uh, watching that. I was a big D Brown fan. So it was back in the D Brown. Celtics D. Era. <laughs> Listen, D Brown, D Brown winning this. That was like the first slam dunk contest. I really remember with him pumping up the, the Reg, shoes. Reggie Lewis. Reggie Lewis. Yes. Huh. Okay. I don't remember that. That's, and, and, you know, obviously, they're in practice. That yeah. sucks. Off-season practice at Brandy's University. Ooh. Ooh. That's not good. It's not great. Not good. Anyway, we're getting a little too sad. Patrick, next question. <laughs> yeah, let me yeah. spark this up a little bit. If, if you were continuously being attacked by eagles, how many could you kill before they get you? 
And by get you mean end your life. <laughs> Not being positive at all. Just right down this track. <laughs> well, it's it gives it's it's like the question of if you were attacked by eleven year olds, how many could you destroy before they get you? And some people think all of them. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, I I, mean, I have a four year old. You couldn't get all the four year olds. No way. No way. <laughs> yes, you could though. Four year olds are just quick punches to the face, and that's a wrap. <laughs> Like if you're legitimately trying to hit, like, them, if, all, like if they all come at one at a time, but yeah. if like you get like mobbed by them, there's still not enough room for them, and my foot is bigger than like three of them, <laughs> so I take them out. My size fifteen. What about eagles? Stop them. Eagles, eagles? So eagles have flight, flight, which is annoying. Yeah, that's the worst part. So like, and they're not gonna they're not gonna attack you straight on. They're gonna hit you and go. So they might scrape you with the talons. <laughs> I, I think I might be able kill more Philadelphia Eagles than uh, actual Eagles. No, I think it, no, absolutely not. The Philadelphia Eagles would beat the shit out of you. But, uh, <laughs> actual Eagles? I don't know. I think I could be able hmm. You'd have to basically grab one and slam it on the ground. That's absolutely. probably the way so you basically like neck snap in to the ground. Right? Next like, one. That's yeah. the, with with yeah. talons like this. Yeah. So here's what in your arm. Doesn't matter. At that point, you're just fighting to live. So they can grip into my you're arm. Getting... And you know what? I, they can absolutely wrap into my arm. And I'm going to use that eagle that I killed as a weapon. <laughs> so now I'm blocking other talons <laughs> with the eagle. And I'm using that eagle with a weapon. So I have an eagle arm. And then I'm going to second eagle arm. And I'm turning into Mega Man. Okay, how, how many you got here? I mean, with double eagle arms? Probably 50, right? <laughs> Minimum. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to go with like. Two. Uh, more realistic <laughs> answer. The most realistic answer you've given us so far. <laughs> Ever in the podcast. Yeah, two. All right. This one is probably going to be one of my favorites. <laughs> you're in a police chase. What song is playing in your car? Oh, shit. <laughs> so you're driving away from the cops, and in your car, there is one song playing, kind of like a movie. In What's, a Ferrari, a Jaguar, switching sure. four lane with the tops down, there screaming you, out, money ain't a thing. Dang, there's Tom's right <laughs> there. Is, yeah. There's Tom's right there. Renegade by Sting. Oh, oh, <laughs> sensational yes, pick. There you go. Sensational pick. And my last question I have for you guys. If you had to eat your way out of any food, what food would it be? Ice cream. <laughs> he says he needs to be right, needs to know the questions beforehand. When you say out of food, like what do you mean specifically? <laughs> Whatever you think. Like, am I in a box of food? Like a you telephone could be booth? You're in cheese it. <laughs> if you're in a donut, like I'm in it? You're in like it. how big? It still depends on it's the size. It's bigger than you. So you're asking, like, what's like the healthiest thing to do? Like, if you're doing ice cream, it doesn't fucking matter because he's dying anyway from just ingesting <laughs> ice cream nonstop. Well, like, yeah, well, that's true too. I mean, your body would immediately melt the ice cream, so that's you don't even have to eat it. Great choice. Great choice. It is. I will give him that. <laughs> He's giving phenomenal <laughs> answers right now. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's all the smoke. It's really the throwing me. Out. <laughs> it's the Quebec smoke. Yeah, the Quebec smoke. Oh, that's such a weird Quebec question. Smoke. Um, by then that logic, like water, I'll just swim. That's food. Good. You can't. You you can't drink water. You know you're supposed to, right? To eating. 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 Um, <laughs> taking over. God damn it! I don't know, man. Like celery, it's basically water, right? Just okay. Chewing out. Okay. Yeah, but you want how much celery do you want to eat? Like I take like two. I want to live after I survive, dude. Since you're giving me a healthy answer, I'm going to give you another question. Yeah, whatever, let's do it. I don't care. Would you rather wear high heels or a belly shirt for the rest of your life? Hmm. Um. Probably kind of already. Resigned to wearing a belly shirt for the rest of my life. Uh, I don't think things are going to get better over here. At this you age. crop top. It just says hat across the front. Of I have, like, I definitely have ankle issues from years of sports and not I'm taking care of myself. That I feel like the heel scenario would just 
oh my god, I would just shatter bones and tendons. <laughs> shatter the heels like, before. Whatever. Like, I don't really want to... Walking in heels is harder for me to do than me wearing a belly shirt is harder for everybody else to do. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't so know which one do you want to go with? I'll go with the shirt. All Fuck right, it, all right. Tom? I mean, Nikki Rips made a living out of it. I'm going belly shirt. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and it's, it's a belly shirt. <laughs> I love it. And those are my questions I have for you this episode, gentlemen. Thank That's you. Just, what are you crossing out? Is there another Kindly. one? It is information that nobody needs to know. <laughs> that looks like phone numbers. It's, 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 quickly, a credit card number right it's there. It's not either got, one of those. I got digits over there. Uh-oh. It's neither Uh-oh. one of those. Uh-oh. All right. Um, some memory stuff. Yeah. Whatever. yeah we, we got a show this weekend. We Where at? Uh, the middle of nowhere. Fishers, Indiana. That's where I found uh, Sam to be such a degenerate. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Midwest Monster. Was that your first show, like card show? No, oh, first card show was with Sam's. Chicago. With, oh, uh, with Zach and then with Zach. Zach, Bill, Lou, you, and yeah. me. And I met Andre Reed and hung out with him for a couple hours. Yeah, that, that was a that was a time. Yeah, that was a time. Uh, but yeah, with the Midwest Monster, um, it was a pretty good show for us last year. Uh, we're not setting up this time, just uh, Eric and Nick going and walking, um, just uh, trying to pick up some inventory uh, to keep keep the wheel rolling here. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's the only one we got this week, right? Yeah, only one this week. Are they driving Jeff? or flying? They're driving. Ooh. So, <laughs> boy. Eric, Eric goes, I want to drive. I said, okay. Oh, he, he literally said he wanted to drive? Yeah. Are you making Did he like, consult with Vic on this? Probably not. Understandable. But they're, it's probably a good thing they're driving. They're going to be picking up a ton of inventory. Um, we are, as, as you guys know, what our listeners don't, um, a thousand million billion baseball exclusives going on right now. Yeah, um, baseball is the hottest thing, which is great. Um, thousand la- million billion. yeah, la- last year, um, the summer, there was really never the, the big baseball hit. Right. Um, usually baseball is a very seasonable, seasonable, seasonal, um, Understood. in the hobby. And during the season, it's really, really hot. The off season kind of cools down. and Last year was kind of just meh. Um, you had had some injuries. Some of the top players sort of got traded. Tatis got suspended. Like, just wasn't great overall other than Judge and Otani. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this year, it's it's definitely heating up. Some prospects doing well. Uh, some new teams doing well, I think, has helped the hobby. You're having, you know, all of a sudden, us Orioles fans are coming out of the woodwork and, and showing love for our team. How long do you think you guys can hold that up for? So, I, I think we can win the wild card. I think we, I think we can get into playoffs. I think... They had a lot of young pieces. I think some of these guys might fade down the stretch, uh, but I think they do have enough possibly to to hang out for a wild card. You're excited about the future, though, right? Yeah, they got so many young players. Um, if you buy any Bowman in the last couple of years, it's always a, a Orioles prospect head, headlining it. So, I've heard, I've heard good things about the Oriole Farm Club. So the guy who's the GM now was uh, the assistant GM when the Astros put that team together. Mm. So they're probably cheating really well, which always helps. Hey, God bless. Uh, God bless. Yeah, where's the garbage? You ain't cheating, you ain't trying. But you know, they they did a lot with with analytics and kind of putting that team together. And I mm-hmm. think he's taken some of those um, same ideas and kind of helped build this Orioles team. Nice, that's awesome. Yeah. So, like you just said, the best part is that there are new teams being better. So you mentioned the Orioles, but like the Pirates are winning their division. Um, who else has been pretty good? My Arizona. I, I right? did not think Arizona. I thought mm-hmm. probably bottom five team in baseball. Just been really their division, you know, because with the Padres and Dodgers, everybody just kind of goes, ah, everybody else is kind of yeah. screwed. I got Merrill Kelly on my fantasy team. Yeah. You got me seven wins. You are in fourth. Corbin Carroll's having a great start of the year. Uh, a lot of these young guys, it's, it's really good, you know, for the hobby and for baseball itself to have these young guys really step up. What is a player like 
Luis Urias do in the hobby. So he was projected to do very well, and then he got injured. And then did, will, 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 will he have a chance to kind of pick that back up and kind of draw more value into his card? So it's really tough once a player loses that original prospect shine to ever really get back to that level. Right. Um, he definitely is guys buy into him. You know, a lot of people say, hey, this guy's really, really good. Yeah. He's, you know, he's got injured or he started out slow and you, you find an opportunity to buy. Um, and you buy him up then and you wait until they kind of, oh, wow, they, they're the player I thought they were going to be. And they, yeah. and they come back up. Uh, but very rarely do they ever get to the same level. What about a player like Jose Miranda, who got sent down to the AAA, also on my team? <laughs> <laughs> All these players are on my team. I'm starting to see a theme here. Um, Go William Adamas, so, too. So, so here's the thing. like Adamas is a little bit older, so you know his market's kind of set. Took a foul ball right off the yeah. head sitting on the bench. Oof, that's some bad Concussion protocol. Oof. But uh, you know, it's a really good opportunity sometimes to buy these guys when they get their first, cut, first you know, taste of the majors. Uh, a lot of guys struggle first time seeing major league pitching or major league hitters. Um, they go back down and then they come back up and they and they play really well. So it's a really good opportunity sometimes to buy these guys in the dip. Um, and then, you know, if you really believe in them. It's true. Speaking of people who are uh, getting their first taste in the majors, Ellie Dela Cruz got called up today, which I guess is two days ago now, right? So awesome. It's pretty cool. Like, pretty so much hype for him. Did you see that they released uh, the video? Like everybody, they were getting ready. I don't remember what Triple A team he plays for, but they were getting ready to fly out of wherever they were playing. And somebody's bags were like they had bags elsewhere, like in where they were all standing. They're like, whose bags are those? Like, what's going on here? Like everybody's freaking out. Like, what is happening here? And they were asking, like, oh, like whose bags? I was like, I don't know, man. What are you talking about? And somebody went over and they're like, oh, they're um, they belong to Ellie De La Cruz. And he's like, what? He's like, oh yeah, I guess you're going to Cincinnati. Come on, guys, we're going this way. Oh, and I like to surprise it too. And everybody awesome. starts cheering. For them. <laughs> And it's just really cool that's when cool. they do videos like that to say, hey, this is this is your call, man. Like, yeah. And even if so now his cards are pretty, pretty well priced, I'd say. So I will tell you, yeah, he he's someone that people have been buying for the last year. Uh, a lot of hype around him. Um, a lot of times for prospects, this is their this is their their very their very highest they'll ever be is when yep. they first get called up. Um, or goes at, goes his first game, hits a home run, and then boom, that's the highest they ever get. Obviously, there's exceptions to the rule, but um, this is what prospects is about: is finding these guys young when you really like them before everybody gets on the hype train, and then this is your chance to uh, kind of cash in. Sometimes, so you're saying that right now, people if they're holding the cards should sell them. So you know, if you have um, his normal cards, you know, just a you know base cards, it's not that big of a deal, right? But if you're sitting on a firstborn Bowman orange or something like that, you know, it, it might not be a bad time to sell. Or, you know, a lot of these guys, what they do is they, they, they find the guys they like. They'll buy 10, 15, 20 first Bowmans of these guys. You know what you do? You, you save one or two, and then you sell the rest. You, you kind of hedge your bets, which I think is always good in, in this industry because any day anyone can get hurt or anyone can blow up. Um, but you keep a couple and, and sell the rest. So I have a question for you, then, because you've obviously done this longer than I have. In, like, football, for instance, there's a bunch, there's like a handful of top guys in the card room we have over there with, you know, your, your Josh, your Burrow, Hertz, et cetera, et cetera. But there's not a ton of them. And even if like those guys have a couple bad games and their value dips, they can throw four or five touchdowns and boom, we're right back. We're right back to where we're, or lead them, you know, lead your team to the Super Bowl, boom, we're right back. Baseball, like you just kind of said, you're here already. And then unless like, let's just use De La Cruz as the example. So there's a card I pulled earlier. It was like a gold shimmer 
PSA 10. I think we had it for like 550 bucks, whatever. Let's just say it's that. He shows up and starts hitting some home runs. Maybe it goes up a little bit. If he's terrible or like has like a bad outing and gets sent back down, even if he comes back up and then starts killing it, like you said, he's probably not going to reach that height again. Why is it that in baseball they don't reach that height again, but they can absolutely like fluctuate so much more in like football or even basketball too? Well, I, I think your normal cards are very similar between, you know, your baseball and your football. The big difference is baseball is, is really your first moments. So these are cards that guys are sitting on one, two, sometimes five years before these guys ever see a major. So there, mm-hmm. there's so much hype for these cars. It kind of builds up to these guys going, hey, this is the guy. People build up and build up. Where in football, a lot of times you don't see a card with a pro uniform until they're until they're already drafted. You don't right. see um, really college guys until this past year with Bowman U that they have their cards. So mm-hmm. none of these guys had cards until they're really drafted. Um so I think that is part of the reason that you don't get the same kind of ups and downs, uh, especially early on. Do you feel like baseball also sort of eats itself in a way because it has more guys, like just more players overall that you'd want or potentially would want? Like for the NFL, each team, you might only have like two or three guys that you really want. And a lot of times, none of them are on, none of them are defense. So you're only looking at, you know, a running back, a receiver, a quarterback, maybe a good tight end or something. Whereas in baseball, one team alone, like we, we joke all the time in the office when we're making a baseball product, like, oh man, too many Braves, too many Dodgers, because there's so many different players we can use with pitchers and, you know, half the lineup and stuff. So because there's so many more options, I guess, do you think that's what keeps prices maybe lower than other sports? Yeah, I think so. It's a little bit, but you give, it, it's weird because football is such a quarterback driven, you know, sport. True. And in the hobby, it's the same way. You look at all your top guys, not a 10 are going to be quarterbacks at almost all times. Mm-hmm. Where baseball, if, if you want to find the comparison, it's usually pitchers. Right. And in general, pitchers' values are less than hitters. So you're looking at almost a hobby of baseball that's all running backs and wide receivers. So there's a ton of those guys. Mm-hmm. And your your pitchers that, you know, there's less that people really collect are actually worth less than football, where it's kind of the opposite way. Okay, fair enough. But I was going to say, because like even in basketball, it's similar where there's only each team only has like maybe one, two, maybe three guys that you're going to want. And the rest of them are just kind of like dudes. It always just seems like baseball might have a problem with, in terms of its value getting super high or like getting back to where they were just because they're, again, there's just so many more options. I feel like you could be a fan of one team and you might want to buy like eight dudes on a team. So it's just, I don't know. I just didn't know if that actually played into it or not. If it's just the way baseball is compared to the other sports, because people just like them. more. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. I, you know, you, you'd say basketball and, and exactly right. The number of basketball autos that have value are, you know, players playing, you have 75 players maybe that really have good value. Yeah. I mean, for baseball, you, you guys, you can have 150 guys with value because there's just so, so, so much bigger player pool. Um, football, football is another one. You got your, you got your skill position players, you got quarterbacks, and then you have your handful of defensive players. It's usually one or two a year that, that people care about. Uh, you get your sauce gardeners and this year, hopefully it's Will Anderson since I drafted him in my fantasy. League. <laughs> uh, but it's kind of just the way it is. What do you, what do you think a player or a pitcher would have to do to be valued at, at like an Aaron judge level? I mean, what type of stats would they so, have to put up? So there's, there's the exception of the rule, which is Otani because he does both. Yeah, yeah, just, just, pitch, just pitchers. Just um, pitchers. Like a Jason, like a Jacob Degrom, 
or like a Garrett Cole? Like, what would what type of stats would you need to see in order to have him hit that like Aaron Judge trout level? So, if if you look at like the top pitchers now, um, Kershaw probably has the best value of, of any current pitcher, um, and he's probably not quite Judge, but he's probably not that far behind. Uh, but you guys, you know, Max Scherzer, who I love, multiple times Cy Young Award winner. Um, led the league in strikeouts multiple times, won a World Series. You can get his autographs for 40, 50 bucks. <laughs> it's crazy to me. Which, yeah, he's, and he is <clears throat> top five pitcher in the last 25 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he doesn't have that value. Um, Garrett Cole always has a little bit of value. Mm-hmm. Now he's a Yankee, he has more because there is a bias towards the Yankees, towards the Dodgers. Um, uh, DeGrom actually seen his value go down a little bit, and that's mm-hmm. from he left New York to went to the Rangers. Yep. Um, so it, it, well, it all depends. There's a lot of different see, like, factors. Did Rom throw like three perfect games, four no hitters, like so, in order to get that value. Like so, it's got to be crazy stats. Before he got hurt last year, when he was on that unbelievable tier, yeah, um, his autos were going for like 150 175 dollars. But and the reason I think pitchers aren't valued as much is because they do get hurt a lot. Yeah. So it's hard to really put a ton of value in these guys. When you almost know for sure they're gonna have Tommy John at some time. The grounders got hurt. Went from the 17 day IL to 60 day IL. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Also on my team. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be on Patrick's team, is what we're yeah, You will be hurt. You will be hurt. Still in like, like I want to know that I am playing Patrick this week in fantasy baseball. So I I'll, I'll tell you how that goes. This is true. I love it though. <laughs> um, but speaking of basketball, well, the NBA finals are happening. By the time people listen to this on Thursday, game three will have happened. Right now, the series is tied 1 1. Um, Patrick, there's a question here that I'm going to ask you first. Who is more impactful, Jokic or Jimmy? I think it's on the court. <clears throat> I think it's Jimmy because Jimmy doesn't have that Jamal Murray on his team to kind of kind of uplift that. But I also think Spolstra is helping that. I think uh, Spolstra has a big deal. Big play. <laughs> Excuse me. Pause. Uh, I think he's playing a big role in stop, uh, trying to do what he can to stop everyone around Jokic versus Jokic. But I think the answer is Jimmy because he's been doing it with nobody. I mean, Kevin Love, Kyle Lowry, Gabe Vincent, <laughs> Caleb Martin, and Bam Adebayo. That just sounds terrible. Like, there's Not no great. way you tell people at the beginning of the year that that starting five would be in the, the finals. But you might tell somebody... During the play-in, that they will go make a run. run. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, every week, every week without hey, you got you got to live on your wins. Absolutely, you don't get them. I don't get them very often. So when I get them, I got I got to live on them. Well, that's fair. So, Tom, did you watch any of the games so far? I have. All right. So, were you surprised? So, after um, game one, which just felt like, oh crap, Denver's gonna just sweep. People are getting retweeted now for their bad takes of Denver's gonna sweep. Which I don't think I ever thought they would sweep, but mm-hmm. they look really dominant for the most part. Oh yeah. And even at times in game two, they looked pretty dominant. And then the fourth quarter happened in game two where the Heat just took over. Um, what did you think about that? How did that happen? So I, I think game one, you saw a little bit of a tired Miami team. And their role players shot like three of like 27. Something, some stupid stat. I don't know the numbers. I'm just throwing random. Ooh, I have them. We got nah, I guess a couple. Okay. Right. But, but they, they didn't, their role players didn't play well at all. Um, so I figured they were going to bounce back. And then what happened is they bounced back. And then the role players for Denver did the opposite. Instead of having good games, they all kind of took a step back. Yeah, uh, I've been kind of beating the Michael Porter Jr. 
uh, drum here for the last couple of weeks. And he was like two of nine or something like yeah. that. So Miami's too good. They play defense as a team so well mm-hmm. that they're going to keep most games close. The problem is that more often than not, the talent's going to win out, I think. And that's why the Nuggets will, will edge it out here. But I, I think they're going to be very contested games. I think you might get one more game where Miami gets down early and, and Denver might be able to kind of blow them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think in general, you're going to see a lot of close games. I'll tell you a big difference from game one and game two is that I bet you you didn't know in game one, the Heat took two free throws. I didn't know that. Higher game. No. The Nuggets took 20. In game two, I believe the Heat made or took 20 free throws. So just a yeah. complete opposite, which definitely, and they made 18 out of 20. Yeah, and Jimmy, which is a huge, huge help. And Jimmy Butler between games said, we have to attack more. We can't settle. Like Absolutely. He, so like kind of your point, I think Jimmy Butler is just the, the tone setter for that whole series. Absolutely. Jokic is the best player in the series, but as far as, as, far as setting the tone and, and creating an atmosphere, Jimmy Butler is that guy. Yeah, Jimmy is Jimmy is the man. Uh, they shot what, 48.6% in game two from three-pointer and 33%. Uh, in game one, which is, I mean, this is just huge. At, at some point in the fourth quarter, they were like 13 of 14 in shots or something, yeah. something stupid mm-hmm. where they only missed one of their first 11, mm-hmm. 12 shots, whatever it was. But the, the, the big part that I think that really hurt the Nuggets in game two down the stretch was in the fourth quarter with about six minutes to go. The Heat just went on an absolute tear and they did them no, ju- did themselves no justice by they just kept following them. And dumb fouls too, like Bam Adebayo would get to the hole and go jam. Michael Porter Jr. would hit his arm and be an automatic and one. Right. And then like following, I forgot Kyle Lowry. I think Michael Caldwell Pope yep. followed Kyle three. Lowry. That's the I can't tell you how many times I've amazing. seen a three pointer, a three point shooter get fouled. It bothers me so much. Like, and he was looking at the ref like I didn't do anything. You stepped right underneath him. That's yeah. a foul. And, and Lowry was good, probably eight feet behind a three-point line. It wasn't a good look where you had to contest. That was, hey, tip your cap if you make the shot. Yeah, and, and they just really shot themselves in the foot, I felt, in, in the foul range. There, there was a big call that happened about halfway where they called an offensive foul on Jokic where um, I believe it was Kyle Lowry was trying to go over a screen, mm-hmm. fell, and then Jokic kind of fell over him, and they called an offensive foul on him. Um, I think I saw that. And it was like, they showed the replay. I'm like, he, he didn't even touch him. Pulled him down. He didn't, like, he, didn't, he didn't touch him. It was a terrible call. The very next play, they go down. Jokic is frustrated. He swipes at the ball out of bio, hits him in the head, takes another foul, takes two fouls in like six seconds. Yeah. And that started, it was actually had to be earlier in, the, in the, the, the fourth because they were in the penalty like eight eight minutes in because, mm-hmm. because of that. Yeah, it was... It's tough on when, when you follow like that, make those ridiculous fouls. Yeah, I, I had a couple bets on that game, and all of them involved the Nuggets winning, so I'm not winning a single one. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of which, I mean, I don't know. I might have spaced out because we're talking a little bit, but he had 41 points, which yeah. is great, right? Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. 41 points in a loss. Um, the main difference when he had in the victory, victory he had 27 points. But he also had 14 assists in that. This yeah. he only had four assists. Yeah, wasn't really distributing the way it worked. You know when they were decimating the Heat. Uh, part of that was because Jamal Murray didn't play as well. Um, he hit some really big shots in Huge. the quarter, like he was Huge. heating up. Like I'm surprised he didn't hit the one at the end. I thought yeah. he was going to tie it. But uh, that I think is is 
kind of the most telling stat though. Jokic is great being the facilitator as well. So mm-hmm. I mean, he can put forty up whether he's passing or not. Right. But getting it, but only holding him to four assists was kind of like a big Huge. thing. So I don't know if the Heat were specifically trying to get that to happen, or if it was a result of he was finding open people and they were not ma- not knocking the shots down. Yeah, but, I think I think they gave him Jokic game one whatever he wanted, like being able to do it, and also the rest of the Nuggets. Like they didn't mm-hmm. do too much, but I think game two they started face guarding more and started making it more difficult for Jokic to get the ball to the players so they can make something happen, which is which got yeah, to go. and got to go. I, I think they said, hey, if, if Jokic scores forty and nobody else scores, we're going to win this game. But um, they played some zone. Spolster came yeah. out. And they played some zone in game two, which. Oh, uh, College zone. You haven't seen that much in the playoffs versus Denver. Um, so I think that was a different look that they might not have been ready for. Uh, I think cost some of that. Some of it was missing open shots. Like I said, Michael Porter Jr. was like two of nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was like one of six from three. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they lost by three. If he shoots three of six, they might win that game. So yeah, it was they, a combination. If, if, they, if the Nuggets make all the free throws that they missed, the game's tied. They missed three free throws in that game. Now, missing free throws bothers me to no end. I'm like a classic 1960 basketball <laughs> coach. Really are free throws fundamentals. I need it. It can't be without it. So Patrick would shoot 100 percent of free throws if he played in that. No, I wouldn't shoot 100. percent Will be your free throw percentage. I'd probably say around 90. Yeah. You think so? Probably. I'm a, I'm just a good shooter. That's all I do. So we're gonna make a video. We're gonna take a video. Yeah, we're gonna get to I would love it. it. Let's go. We're gonna take twenty you'll, shots. You'll make ninety out of a hundred. Make us shoot. I'll take the twenty. Twenty for five hundred. Damn it. But no, I uh, I love fundamentals. Seventeen and a half three. over. There's no way. I, I you might be a great shooter. I love you. You're not making eighteen out of nine, out of twenty. I think we got a video coming up. Uh, yeah, oh, that's fine with me. <laughs> Somebody tell Ray. I'm ready to. I'm ready to back that up. Of course you are. I'm ready to back that <laughs> yes, up and all day. You never back down from the challenge. So <laughs> never, never, never. Again, you're fighting all of Boston. So you're, all right. <laughs> bring it on. Um, so then, after the first two games of the series, obviously one again will have happened by the time people listen to this. But are either of you changing your mind on your predictions we made last week? I think I'm still sticking with Nuggets and Six personally. I said Heat. I said Heat and Six because he said I know, Nuggets and Six. I know. You know what? Let's ride. Let's go. <laughs> he mount up. What do you got? You yeah, I, I, I'm sticking with where I where I was at. That's fair. Yeah. I'm not a switcher. No. I dance with who you brought. Okay, that's fair. I mean, if, if anything, you should, be, <laughs> you should feel more confident because I didn't think they're taking either one of the first two games in Denver. I really didn't. Yeah. Well, neither did Denver. So <laughs> it is what it is. Um, speaking of not taking a game on the road, the Florida Panthers tried to win a single hockey game against the Vegas Golden Knights, and they did. None of that. Is that why you're wearing your hat today? You think it was <laughs> cool? Yeah. Jerk flipping around. Coming where we're in my flurry jersey <laughs> shirt from the Vegas nights that I have when I'm living in Vegas. Right now, I feel like I don't have to, I'm not going to end up having to buy a Matthew Kachuk jersey because right, there's Vegas can do no wrong. Uh, I know they were on their home ice, but they just thoroughly outplayed the Panthers. They've outscored them 12 to 4. Uh, Aiden Hill is playing phenomenal in goal. He's robbing dudes at the goal line with his paddle. Um, arguably, well, the way the Knights keep scoring, it might not be him, but he has a shot at the yeah. Smythe just because he's been so good since he's since he's entered the pipes. I think we said last week how we're there on like their fourth goalie of the playoffs. It's crazy. Um, I know you don't watch enough hockey, so I'll ask I you watched that. part. You watched. I watched part of the game. Okay, tell me what you thought. I thought that Stone had a great game too. Okay. Um, I think that the Panthers are losing 
momentum. Yeah. Um, I think that they're kind of fizzling out, which could be the case. I I don't know the extent of their uh how well they play like on the bench and stuff like sure. that, but I think that they're running into a wall, which is the Vegas Knights. Um I did notice that the goalie was just making sensational saves. saves and I was in awe. Um I think they're just playing faster. They want it more. You see him going to the corners for the pucks more hard, like more ferociously. Um, yep. This, I mean, despite the hit that Eichel took the other uh, last night. Yeah. Well, it looked a lot worse than it was because right before he got hit, you can see that he kind of like toe picked the ice in this case. So he's actually falling into. The, I uh, thought so too. I thought he was kind of leaning, jumping into so it. He, to he saw it was coming and definitely caught his skate and was falling. What into do you do it. at that point? You get hit. You go off. You come back. And then get an assist right away, too. Unbelievable move. Nothing better than the old I mean, FU. You might have taken me out. He could have the shades of Paul FU. Korea. Yeah, it's it was a sensational game to watch, despite, I think, the score was 7-2. to two. Yeah, it was, just kept piling it on. Yeah, I feel like that's going to be a sweep. I loved it, too, because uh, when Vegas scored, Marcheseau scored, and uh, the Vegas Twitter was just like, all they said in all caps was, and from the Florida Panthers, the Vegas Golden Knights select Jonathan Marcuso. <laughs> oh, no. And that's just like such an FU. I love that, too. Cool. But do you, So uh, if you're the Florida Panthers organization, do you try and match Las Vegas' pregame on ice? You can't now. Duel. You I mean, they run. have such a show. Nobody can really just out and match that out of nowhere. I feel like that takes like an entire off season of practice. I feel like I would try though. Like, it's the coolest thing in the world. Panthers, like I was sitting there watching that. Well, yeah, I was like, this is amazing. We're going to get a real Panther at this point. Like, I don't know what else. <laughs> that would be that amazing. Panthers like, like stock like semi-pro when they bring the bear in. Yes. <laughs> that's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah. I, I was thinking more Taldega uh, Knights. Oh, yes. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's awesome. That's pretty funny. But uh, Tom, Patrick said some pretty important points here that Vegas looks like they want it more. They're skating harder in the corners. They're hitting more. They're doing a whole bunch of stuff at more than Florida really is. And why do you think that is? Uh, I do think the layoff for Florida has affected them. I thought Sir. that. Um, I kind of said last week that I was worried that Bobrovsky was going to turn into Bobrovsky. Mm-hmm. And he's he's not playing bad, but he's not playing out of his mind like he was the last couple of series. Um, and it just they, they don't look sharp. Um now losing two games and getting embarrassed a little bit, losing seven to two, I think they're going to come out of game three and look look great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I thought Vegas was going to win in seven. Um, I still think Vegas is going to win. I think it might just be in seven. I think it might be in five or six now. Anybody, uh, you want to say four? You just no, I, I do. I do think game three. Um, I think four is going to come out, and I think you're going to see the different team. Um, but it's it's tough to come back from two two zero, but. This team has defied odds all postseason, knocking off Boston, and they're down three to one to Boston. So we know they can come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, they knocked off Toronto, knocked off Carolina. So if any team's going to do it, it's this Florida team. Yeah, you kind of touched on what I was going to say is that they went down to Boston two games in a similar fashion. Uh, they lost game four. It was six to two, and everybody's like, "Oh, well, that's what the Bruins are going to do." The Panthers don't have a shot, and then they won in overtime, and then they kind of, I think they beat the crab out of the Bruins. And- Six in this in game six before winning game seven, they so they have the blueprint, they have the ability to do it. Uh, and it might just be a thing where you know they just need to get their feet under them again, get their get their mojo going. What do you think um, it takes to do that? Getting your ass kicked in the first two games of the Stanley Cup finals, um, and have everybody for the next couple days say, Oh man, these guys look shot, they're gonna get swept, they're gonna get this. Pretty so, much what I just said. They are, yeah. they are. <laughs> 100%. What you just said. Exactly. What but, that's just, but that's just what it is. Like, 
yeah. you need to remember who you are and how you got there and rally together. And of course, it helps that they'll be going home. You know, yeah. game three, yeah. they'll have their home crowd behind them. And you know, I know that normally Florida is not like a hotbed of hockey ridiculousness, but everybody down there seems to be into it right now. So there's a whole bunch of people. Last that decade, it's yeah. all in Florida. In and, Stanley and that arena is going to be fucking rocking. And they got to feed off that energy. They got to go out and. You know, what do you tell those guys house. before you go on the ice? I mean, you tell them, listen, I mean, don't, obviously you're going to play, tell them, don't play scared, but like, there's going to be a little bit of tense. You're down 2 0. What do you tell they, those guys? They, about they, they, uh, they got a lot of veterans in that room. Mm-hmm. I think. So that's the stuff I don't know. Yeah, I think, I think they're going to be just fine. I think, you know, you're going to have a lot of guys that they're going to listen to the media for the next two days and just put it in the back pocket and say, okay, we mm-hmm. can't win this. Okay. I got you, know, you, Josh Allen. Yeah, I got you. And they're they're just gonna take names and numbers, and they're gonna come out there, and, and they're gonna be a much different team than you saw in Game Two. It'll be a thing where they're saying, "All right, we're down two. That's cool. We can't tie the series today, so win Game Three. Take it a game at a time." The old adage of you know, focus on what you can do right now. You can't change the past. Right. You're not playing in the future yet, so just win this one game. Win right. one, and then we'll focus on winning the second one. Is is hockey? Like basketball, where I mean, I guess I'm it probably is, but is hockey like basketball, where if you win one game, you can kind of change the series? Is momentum a thing? Yeah. I don't think we have Probably, time to discuss this one, folks. Is it more, I should say, is it more impactful in hockey, do you think, than it is basketball? Oh, I think those, or do you think they're equal? I think, I think it's just two, you're comparing apples to oranges in that scenario, yeah. like it's. I think it is impactful. Like momentum matters and oh, stuff, of course. but it just depends. Like, because like basketball, you can get hot and go on like a twelve-zero run, and all of a sudden, like everything's changed. Right. Hockey, you can absolutely dominate play, get a hundred shots, and not score a single one, so it doesn't even matter. You know. So because it's hard to compare it that way, but I mean, yeah, anytime you get momentum and you start playing harder and you have the possession of the of the puck more, and you just start throwing it at the net and scoring the dirty goals. A thing with the goalies, like when they're hot, they feel unbeatable, and that can actually negatively affect the team mentally. But as soon as you beat it, beat them, they score again. Again, that's why you see more goalie changes often now. It's because like once they lose their like air of invincibility, yeah, yeah, it's just like all right, cool, we can beat these guys, and then it falls apart, and then you know you try to look for a change. Yeah, yeah, I I think hockey is actually more so because of the goaltender. Um, You can go in all of a sudden. Game three, Florida scores three quick goals. All of a sudden, Aiden Hill's getting, getting benched, putting the backup in. Next game, is Aiden Hill going to go out there with the same confidence he does he did the last couple games? If Bobrovsky goes out and has a couple big saves early on, does he find that groove again? Um, it's so goaltender dependent that you definitely can get a, a goalie get hot or lose confidence and completely change the series. All right, fair enough. So I'm going to ask you guys the same question that, uh, that I asked about the NBA. After these first two games, are you changing? Uh, hmm. You changing your opinion on what you said? Your little prediction. So I, I took Vegas in seven. I think Vegas is going to win, but I think it's going to be probably game five. Yeah, I don't know about five. Um, I know I kind of went with the Panthers because I liked them. I really did, but my issues were with like Aiden Hill, and he's done nothing but prove me wrong the last two games. So good for them. Um, even if I'd love to see how they come out tonight. Right? Yeah, Thursday. So, yeah, it'll be tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, but for right now, it, they look so overmatched. It looks like they just kind of like lost everything they had going for them. So, I kind of think I want to switch to Vegas 
So I'll just say Vegas and six. Panthers and seven. Yeah. Look at you. Let's go. Me in Florida. We're riding till we die. The mayor of No Pity City. What did you say? Get your hands shook and your money took. What did you say last time? I don't remember. Okay. I don't think I was asked because I was out of. Out of the conversation. Yeah. Did we really not ask? Yeah, I don't think so. I love this stupid thing. No, you went against me as well. I probably That sounds correct. That sounds correct. That sounds correct. Checks out. Listen, if there's one guy not to bet against, it's Mr. Tichuk. And I know you said you might get a jersey or not. The guys, even last night, scored a goal. He's just been unbelievable. Um if you're a hockey collector and you're not buying his cards, I know they're a little bit higher now. They're still stupid cheap. Buy his cards. Yeah, that's that should be a given, right? Excuse Why me. Why are you breaking pens on air? Excuse me. You know how loud that was? Yeah, his ears. He's so angry. So moving on to other sports, uh, really quickly because we're not going to talk too much about golf because we don't know anything about golf. Um, the <laughs> big news that came out. We well, play it. We don't know anything about today it. for us, but uh, you know, two days ago, the PGA announced that they're. <laughs> they're bitter rivals. Yeah. They're, uh, the Live Associate. What are they called? Live yeah, Live Golf. Live Golf. Just live golf, golf. Just golf. Yeah. I didn't know if it was like an association or whatever. Either way, Live Golf and PGA are combining. They're quote unquote bullshit, bullshit unifying all of golf or whatever the hell it is. So, so those who, who wanted a little behind the scenes, it says sports stories, golf, PGA and Live combined or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure out who wrote that. <laughs> I was like, yes, definitely Joe. Yeah, PGA or Live combined or whatever because. I mean, it's huge for it's golf. Like the superpowers. It's joining. huge for golf. Macho and like, Hogan. But I mean, the biggest story that in, this is what you're going to hear about is all the PGA players that stayed true to the PGA and said, "We're not taking off. We're not leaving. You know, we're going to stay here." Even though they were getting offered obscene amounts mm-hmm. of blood and oil money or whatever it was. <laughs> what is your PGA? And yeah, my thing with the whole it, here we go. people being mad about. Live golf is like if you have an iPhone, right? You sure you can't be mad at live golf and them making blood money. Yeah, I know, I get that. Essentially but, the same thing. But I mean, the, the point is, these guys stayed loyal. And PGA told them we're never going to go into business with them. You know, blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> and the only thing they couldn't do was keep live golfers out of the championship games because once you win it, you can kind of go to it whenever you want, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And well, yeah, once you win, you get you get invited back automatically next yeah. year. Yeah, and aren't some courses like above the PGA they can invite whoever they want because they're like, we're the court. Like Augusta can do whatever it wants, essentially. I would assume so. And what is the PGA going to do? Say, we we know very, us. very uh, knowledgeable. knowledgeable about golf. I don't know shit about golf. We don't. No. We it's just more of the social, the social aspects of everything. Like, for me, if I'm a PGA golfer, I'm going like... Furious, by the way. Give me money. Money me now. Yes, it can be. Money me. <laughs> and that's really the only thing I want to talk about is because, like I said, there was a report that like, like even Tiger Woods, and I know he's Tiger Woods, I think they said they offered him somewhere between six hundred and seven hundred million dollars to go play lift golf, and he was just like, "Nah, I don't want to do yeah, any of that." Yeah. He's like, Which again, you're Tiger, so he's got funny money up. That was like, you can ask Charlie, though. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, but then there's like other guys. I believe one of the things I read was some guy who isn't really a great golfer. He yeah. got paid ten million dollars to go to live, whereas like awesome. Rory made like eight million. Yeah. That's insane that some other guy is we're making two million more. It's like being it's being offered a better financial situation and you're just being like, right. no, I'm happy where I'm at. And I'm sure that by the time that you guys are listening to this, that more information has come out, because again, it's been two more days. But like the PGA said the people who left for live are going to get fined. They're gonna get fined for leaving the like that's so dumb. Don't find other people. You know what you just gotta do here? 
Give the other guys more money. Right That's now. it. Just be like, you know what? Here, here is like twenty take, million for everybody. Just Screw take it. money from live. Yes, and give it to the guys that didn't get me. How hard is like, this? listen, we're done. You got more money coming in. Uh, it's so. Dumb. It's not like it's a, a. There's apparently another tour involved, and I don't even know what it is. So DP tour. Yeah, no, okay. Dude, perfect. Oh, is that is that? No, that cannot be a thing. No, I don't think That's so. not the DP. I you bought it for a second, though. I was gonna make. I was, really I, was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna make a different DP joke. I was like, oh, is that what it is? I don't know. I don't care. All right. So anyway, I guess that's huge for people. I just wanted to message it because. Yeah, it, it, for golfers, yeah. it's a big deal. Guys, don't explain it anymore. Nobody else wants to hear her thoughts on it. <laughs> I'm just talking about wrong. Right now. The NFL. <laughs> the, the biggest NFL stuff is that another NFL player has been suspended for gambling. <laughs> it's the stupidest. I just can't one. deal with this anymore. Colts, this one's different, though. Colts, in my opinion. cornerback, right? Yeah. Isaiah Rogers gets suspended for gambling. Here, you tell me what happened. So basically, he had a friend create a cow. They all have friends that create that, accounts. That was betting for him. Smart. Um, and he was betting on Colts games that he was playing in. So what? So now, so now you can't be friends with the athletes. You can have no association. Well, if you become best friends with Josh Allen, you're not allowed. You're not allowed to bet on the game. Apparently. Well, I think there are messages that they have where basically was saying highly incriminating. So and so is not playing today. So and so is not playing today. Well, that makes a little you, bit more of a difference. <laughs> you should probably bet this team to win. Uh, we're not going to win today because we're going to suck. We were terrible in practice. Bet against us. Or I was. I, I'm just thinking of that nature. Basically. This account that was going on was directly uh, linked to this person. Um, yeah, you're right. That is a little bit different. Yeah, I, mean, I remember playing, playing a, you know, betting on your app and betting on an NBA game from a team facility is much different than betting on a game that you're involved in. Is that what the last one was? It was an NBA game on top of it? I don't know if it was NBA, but it wasn't a football game. It was during yeah. the offseason. Yeah, during the offseason. During during the off-season. Off-season. Yeah, he was sitting there and saying, they're like, oh, and he went on his app and bet, you know, whatever. So-and-so is going to win the game. The Jameson Williams thing is stupid. This is based on what you're saying, assuming it's as accurate as possible, which I'm sure it is. I read one article. So, so we, yeah, we're going to on the internet. Must well, be true. Yeah, everything you're just saying there, though, is that's too much. Giving the inside information, that's basically insider trading. That's what, like, Martha Stewart went to jail for. Like, yeah. <laughs> that type of shit. So I get this one. I'm yeah. less mad about it. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's hard to be mad about that, but it's easy to be mad when this league promotes DraftKings and FanDuel and all the, to- all the other times. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, I'm using it. Yeah, but you used it on the wrong piece of sidewalk. So you're out six games. I remember when it happened to Calvin Ridley. And the next thing everybody did was watch every friggin' Atlanta game mm-hmm. just to see if he was like point shaving. And they were like, oh, why did he go down here? Why did he do this? They literally questioned every play. I remember seeing all the things from that and i can't remember did he he didn't even bet on falcons games i thought like ridley i thought he, i'm pretty sure he had an athletic article that said he wasn't even doing it but, but the point I, I think he was betting on other nfl games yeah so. which i guess might be the same thing here like i guess if but at the same time but then if that's the case then i need text message showing yeah like prove it yeah just yeah. like that like we have text messages for for this bum yeah. so like whatever i need stuff like that for calvin ridley he has spent the whole Holy year. But I, but I, so I lost out so much money. So I, but I think the NFL knows how easy it is for this to happen. Right. How, and as soon as you lose integrity of the game, 
you lose everything. Well, the integrity of the game was already in question before gambling came in, came into play. Let's not get that wrong. Like, I mean, gambling gambling only intensified it. I don't yeah, think but, that that was. I don't think that that was. That's always been. I've always heard that the, the NFL has been rigged. Yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, but, but so. as soon as you have players that they know that are doing things. No one trusts trust the results. People, it's one of those things like, eh, maybe the NFL does this. This is proof that these things are happening. Now, now you have that smoking gun. And the NFL was like, you know what? We're going to come down hard on this guy to make an example out of him so nobody else does it. It didn't work. Jail. It didn't work. Yeah. Right. Well, that's, again, it's hard when you're in the scenario like where we're at now where it's just like constant, gamble, do this, have fun, bet on this. You know, here's your $5 free play. Here's all that shit. So I get it. I'm not surprised. The NFL back in the day, even going back to like, I want to say 2002, 2003, 2004, um, when we started playing fantasy football, like you weren't allowed to play fantasy football if you worked for the NFL. Yeah. Those guys just weren't allowed to do it. That's a lot, yeah. of the, a lot of the things back in the day where guys were like, I don't give a shit about your fantasy football team, which I know still happens a little bit now, but significantly less. Mm-hmm. Like now you get guys like apologizing like, oh man, I suck today. Sorry guys who bet on me in yeah. a way because that's what you're doing for fantasy football. Before, because like, we had a friend who was in a league with us for a couple of years and he ended up getting a job as a scout in the NFL and he immediately had to leave the league. Cause even if like, even though it's just him yeah. spending what 50 bucks with his bum friends and like whatever, if he got, if, he, if they got any wind of it, he'd be fired immediately and blacklisted from like getting another scout job or anything like that. So mm-hmm. that's how it was 20 years ago. Right. You know, so at the very least, like at least they're letting Kings go through something like this. I mean, something, I mean, not like this, but DraftKings went through or like their employees were able to see who was putting certain players, how many, how with the percentage of certain players going on certain teams. So they're able to pick from like, oh, this is a good pick. That's a bad pick based off of percentage of how many people were taking it. And they were absolutely cleaning house. Yes, I remember that too. But they also, but they also put a a stop to all that if I recall. Yeah, because that's when they were like. If we don't, people aren't going to use us anymore. Of course. And yeah. I think people still use DraftKings, not going to lie. No, <laughs> so, I, I do. I do. But it's like you said, now they talk about the teams they draft on the pregame shows. Yeah. You, go, you go on NFL mm-hmm. Network, or they're talking about their fantasy picks. And all, like the whole world has turned to that. Because they realize how much of a degenerate we all well, that's are. That's kind of what I was getting at with saying, like, this is how it was 20 years ago for just fantasy football. And now you see where we're at here. And I think that's just where we're going to get for like the gambling thing eventually. I mean, yeah, okay, cool. Him saying, hey, like, even though this is just something you made up, but being like, hey, we sucked in practice this week. Maybe we're not the ones to, to bet on. That still doesn't actually mean, like, you shouldn't bet on them because anything can happen. Yeah. You know, just because one person's perspective. Just because, just because right. in this case, the Colts are, you know, ass in their practice, that doesn't mean the team they're about to play has been lighting it up, you know? Mm-hmm. And if somebody goes out and has a bad day or the weather is shitty, like, you don't know what it's going to be. So, yeah, but if, if you're sitting there and you're looking at a Colts game, and I give you a text that says, hey, John Taylor's playing, but his his groin is shot. Like he's going out there playing, but he's 20% of himself. Yeah, we kind of already know that anyway, just from, uh, oh, is he uh, uh, you know, I know he's, I know it's a big player, but I, I, know I know it's a big player on that team, but there are other people on the team that can get the ball outside of John If Jonathan Taylor. Taylor was not playing well, I would never bet the Colts to win. I would bet the Colts to win anyways. They yes, suck. They might change this year team. because maybe Rich is that guy. I have always just looked at the Colts games on those and just scrolled right by them. I, I, don't, tr- I don't trust <laughs> myself. Yeah. Just look at those like, no thanks. Such a fuck the Colts. They, they could be playing the Niners. Yeah, I just you know, it doesn't matter. I'm good. And then the one time you're like, sure, they're going to lose. Yeah, they, uh, I, 20, can't 20, wait, I can't wait. I can't wait for that. When they beat the, when they beat the, 
Um, Chiefs this year? No, they're not doing that. No, they did. Remember, they there was oh, like one of their this Chiefs one year. of their losses. I thought they were like saying this year was going to be that. Yeah, I know what you're talking <laughs> about. Now. I forgot. See, that was forever ago. That was literally. That's, I think that's the only time I took the calls. <laughs> <laughs> they killed a lot of people in their suicide pools. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, understandably so. That's crazy. All right. Well, that's about it. Um, we kind of touched on the big ones. Uh, we're coming up on an hour now, so. Let's uh, let's move on to final thoughts. Oh man, I know, right? Oh, really? so, Patrick, you're up first. Man. That old man signifies that you cannot wait to say no. It's Boston. Quite opposite. I don't really have much to say. I've been busy this past week uh, doing what? Bunch of wedding stuff. Yeah. No, for the listeners, that's what I'll end. Uh, I'll end it with. Yeah, I'm getting married this uh, September 15th uh, to my beautiful fiance Emily. Um, I can't believe she's actually she actually said yes. She didn't. I can't believe you think that she's listening to this for you to say this. I'm not, <laughs> but off chance, brownie points. <laughs> and then you ruined it by saying brownie points. Yeah, no, no, no. You know, you got to do what you got to do. Um, you got yeah. to do a street cred. That is true. So uh, has your whole, because you've been looking at shit for forever. Are you almost done planning this thing? Like I don't know. We have pictures to do. We have to go to the venue again to do an open house. Um, it's It's a thing. It's it's not always seen the Savannah bananas. No, not I, I guess they're coming. The Savannah bananas are here the day I get married. Yeah. So that's I mean, but the, here's a good thing: the Bills play twice on my wedding week, so I can have two Bills victories in one week, and that would just be. Are you be allowed to just watch the games though? We're going to. We're going to one. Okay. We're going to the Sunday one, the home opener. Nice against the Raiders. Are you there against the Raiders? Yeah, we'll stop by. Yeah, stop by. Well, we will. We'll do some uh, shotguns. Oh, yeah, we will. Come on, what do you got? Um, so I've, I've realized this today. I probably should realize this a while ago. Oh boy! But if Vegas and Denver wins, I would have seen both of them play a playoff game this year, which is kind of cool. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm in a, saw Minnesota Denver game three of the first round, and then saw game five of uh, Vegas and the Stars last week. So it'd be kind of cool to, to see playoff games for both those teams to win. So yeah. Right. Tom Hughes is apparently vital to people winning championships. <laughs> okay, actually. <laughs> now, now, now you got me going. for you to say that. Now you got me going. <laughs> now you got me going. Yeah. You haven't won a day in your life, and you know it. <laughs> the Heat, according to Swifters, is going to win the NBA Finals because every city, Swifters. every city, that Taylor Swift. Swifties. Oh, idiots. that's what it is. Swifters. Yeah. Swifters are just I still don't know. What's a Swifters? I was like, yeah. I was like, is this like a cult following of the, yeah. the, the floor cleaner? Swifters? Yeah. Same thing. You got t-shirts too? But every every city where Taylor Swift has, has played has lost. And she played in Denver. She's got the Drake effect. And she has not, she did not play in Miami. The closest she played was Tampa. So, according to Swifties, yeah, Swifters, <laughs> more like drifters for the Swifties. Uh, Swifties, aka Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, um, Max the, heat, the Heat, the Heat are going to win. So maybe she's more vital than I am. We'll see. If, if Denver Trust wins, me, she is. If, if Denver <laughs> wins, then I know I am more vital than Taylor Swift. Oh, if the Heat win, then Taylor Swift is more vital than me. Clip that. Clip that. <laughs> clip that. That will be a clip. Of if they win, I am more <laughs> impactful than Taylor Swift. I'm, I'm just going by the numbers here. I can't believe more people don't like you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, so mine, I don't really have anything cool. One thing I will say, 
Um, we're in that time right now where people are like looking for shows to watch and all that other jazz. So mm. I'll go a different way from sports. But I just caught the end of uh, Dave on FX. Great. Little Dicky. It's yeah. a great show. Um, we kind of talked about it in the office here a little <laughs> bit. So if you're looking for a show to watch, Dave is a good one. They just ended season three. Um, it was hilarious. Like Brad Pitt's on it for some reason. Dave's it's just great. like, it's a pretty good show. You haven't caught up, so catch up. Yeah, and of course, Always Sunny is coming. And then I think the last thing to just talk about is uh, our little office has a football team. <laughs> and, yeah. And we are going into the last game of our season. Yeah. Uh, we are a brutal two and five right now. Yeah. But learning how to play. And it doesn't matter because it's just a shit ton of fun for us to do mm-hmm. it. So we've been having fun doing that. Uh, so we got one game left against the best team in our division. So chances are we're two and six. And then we'll get to tell you about how well we do in the playoffs. But after about a year and a half of trying, I finally got to play a game alongside Patrick. We lost. I played a million games. We got shut out. It doesn't matter. No. It was still a time. Well, when your quarterback bails on you 20 minutes before a game. Maybe it was fine. It might have been less, actually. That's true. So can't do much about that. warming up. Yeah, Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. But uh, (laughs) it was great. I love it. Now you know this, I can score a goal in the NHL. I can score a touchdown in the NFL and score a basket in the NBA. So you probably should have me play. But you need at least a year of training. So if you start training for a year, then you can talk about the MLB too. Oh, and and hit, get a hit. The the guys are natural Bo Jackson. Tom's our mascot. Does everything. All right, whatever. Let's get out of here because we got shit. We got to go play two softball games right now. Yeah. You're nuts. All right. I got to go play hockey too. So guys, thanks for listening. We appreciate everything. Um, Thank you for the emails. Thank you for everything. Blah, 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 blah. Thank you for listening. Keep keep commenting on our Instagram post. Yeah, keep fighting, Patrick. Yeah. I love it. I bet you can't beat me.